In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. There's a hymn from the Chaldean liturgy that we sometimes sing during Mass about peace. And it goes like this. Send us peace that comes from heaven, that it may take root in our souls, that the arrows of temptation and the attacks of the devil may cease. Now, when you really think about that, it is a beautiful hymn, but when you really think about it, it's very kind of puzzling and mysterious because we're asking the Lord to help us defeat the attacks of the devil and temptation, which are indeed very powerful. But what is the attack on our side? What are we asking the Lord? We're asking Him to send us peace which takes root in our souls, like a seed planted in soil. That is how Jesus teaches us to care for our souls and to prepare our souls to fight temptation. In the Old Testament, when we read the stories about Israel fighting its enemies and about how God dealt with them and about how God gave them strength and how He instructed them, like we heard about in the reading for today, God instructed them, keep quiet, rest, and wait for the Lord. That's what He told them to do. Again, it's kind of puzzling when you have such a huge army, very powerful army attacking you. All of the powers of the evil one are attacking us and the Lord is instructing us to wait patiently and to plant the seed and to wait for the seed to grow. Our souls are like the soil that our Lord talks about in this gospel. His word is the seed that is planted. And the seed is planted on all types of soil. It's actually even more puzzling and more mysterious when you think about what the sower in the story, what he does. If anybody farmed for the first time back then when he said it, and if anybody truly understands how farming and sowing seeds worked back then, people would probably be laughing at Jesus because this person that he describes in the eyes of the world and in, in the eyes of the people at the time would be considered a terrible farmer because he's going and wasting his seed on the path where people walk, on the rocky ground, on soil with thorns. You don't do that. You go first, just like if anybody here has experienced planting, you go and you make sure that the soil is good and that you can put the seed in there and that it has the potential and the opportunity to grow. But what is the Lord trying to tell us here? Not that he is a terrible farmer, no. But that he's not like human beings. He's not cheap or poor. God is abundantly rich in graces and God gives abundantly to his children. And God wants to give and give and give and he wants to give us the chance no matter how we are in our lives, whether we are like that path, if we have no depth, if we just hear the word sometimes and the devil comes and snatches it away, like how he describes in the parable. That person still has the chance to become good soil. If a person is like the rocky soil, where when persecution or tribulation comes, the person receives the seed and rejoices in it for a while, but then when the tribulation or the persecution comes, the person loses their faith. That person has a chance God wants to give that person an opportunity to grow. Even the person with the thorns that is so consumed with the desires of this world and with love of money, 
that person also has a chance to grow. That person also has a chance to become the good soil. And the good soil, this is also another very puzzling and mysterious aspect of the parable of Jesus. The number amount of the fruit that the good soil would bear, 160 and 30 fold. The average of fruit that the soil would bear back in the day was about sevenfold. If you got tenfold, that would be considered amazing at the time. Jesus said 30, 60, and 100 for the good soil. And so it shows us the potential that God's grace can do when we work on ourselves as well. Sometimes we wait for God to do everything. Sometimes we think that if we simply pray and ask Him, everything will be done for us. And that's also one of the reasons why a lot of people lose faith, because they don't get what they want when they ask God immediately. And it's probably because sometimes we have a misunderstanding of how the spiritual life works, how the soul works. We sometimes misunderstand that the soul is alive, like how a plant is alive, like how the body is alive. And just like the plant, and just like the body, our souls need daily nourishment. And the nourishment that we receive for our souls is the grace of God. But what worth is it to pour water over soil that is filled with rocks and thorns or that is on the path? Not saying that it's unnecessary to ask God for His grace. It's the most necessary thing. But while we ask God for His grace, we have to be working on our souls as well. We have to be preparing our soil so that the Lord can give us His grace and so that the grace of the Lord may grow in us. That's why we have to be examining ourselves. Jesus gives different options here of how the soil could be. He does that for a reason because He knows that there are many different human beings and that we struggle with many different things and that this could apply to, to any one of us. But the point of Jesus is that we have to examine our souls. Just like before somebody goes and plants soil, they should make sure that it's good soil first. We should make sure our souls are clear of all of those things, of all of the distractions and the obstacles that we put in our lives, that we, that we intentionally allow ourselves to be bombarded with. And in doing so, we do not prepare our souls properly to receive the grace of God. It has to be a simultaneous thing. While we are giving our souls the proper nourishment that it needs, we are also thinking about how we can prepare our souls. And it doesn't only apply to us, but it applies, especially for parents, it applies to the children as well. Making sure that the parents deal with their children and make sure that their children prepare their souls properly to receive the grace of God, to receive the daily nourishment, the daily bread that our Lord speaks about, that He teaches us to pray about. To receive that daily nourishment for our souls so that we and our children can be properly prepared to receive the grace of God and so that we can grow and bear fruit. But a lot of the times we forget how important it is to fully nourish our nourish the soul which lives forever. We sometimes only nourish our body. Parents, God bless them because they provide for their children, but sometimes they only provide physical things for their children. Only thinking about this temporary world. Only thinking about material things and not thinking about the future of their children. It's good a lot of the time we, 
we think about the future of our children, about them being successful, about them having good jobs, about them raising good families. But that's not the only thing that's important. Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God. The soul is more important than the body because the soul will live forever. The body will die. And if we properly care for the soul, then we will receive the grace of having a glorified body with the Lord for all eternity in heaven. The Lord wants us to focus on these things for ourselves and for our children because He is throwing His grace at us like the sower throws his seeds. And He wants our souls to be prepared to receive His grace so that we can grow spiritually and so that we can persevere in faith no matter what tribulation, no matter what persecution, no matter what temptation comes in our lives. The Lord wants us to persevere and He wants to multiply our efforts 30, 60, and 100-fold so that as we prepare our souls and, and as we receive His grace, we can reach the level of sanctification that He calls us to. Amen.